Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. And that is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 19. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, Stephen Hartog, the president. What's up, everybody? Good to be back <laughs> with you. It's been a while. It has been a while. Um, again, there's been a lot going on, Steve. There right? Has been. Uh, you know, we've been uh, uh, in the last episode. We interviewed uh, Jeffrey Rice. Uh, we were able to talk to him and what he's been doing yeah. with just Bible rebinding and what God did for him what in an his awesome life. Testimony. Awesome testimony. Uh, so don't forget to check out his books. If you haven't heard that podcast, please go listen to it and you can uh, uh, see what he's doing with Bible rebinding. Uh, so if you got any old Bibles there, your grandpa's Bible or your father's or any whatever it is, you want to get a rebound, please go check out Jeffrey Rice. Um, so today, uh, Steve, we're going to have Dr. Donald K. McKim, and we are going to be talking uh, about everyday prayer with the Puritans. Yeah, so, uh, going to be good. That's going to be good, and I know that you love the Puritans. I do. And uh, I've been definitely getting more and more exposed yeah. to the Puritans, which has been a definitely a blessing to me oh, man, in my geez. life. So uh, I am looking to... F- Looking forward to talk to Dr. Uh, McKim, and uh, that should be pretty exciting. But, uh, Steve, uh, announcement for Bridge. Can you just give our audience an update with everything going on? Yeah. So we are still working on uh, getting the new building set up. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we are uh, working on getting the, the permits finalized so that we can get the construction underway and uh, still doing a little bit more fundraising for it. So we're going to be actually in our current facility for probably another five months or so mm. while we're getting the other one finished off. And then, Lord willing, early next year, we'll be able to get moved into there. We will, uh, you know, we'll have a, a much larger area, probably be able yeah. to expand our book offerings and as well be able to uh, do more Bible studies and, Lord willing, uh, offer some seminary classes here as well. So that's going to be super exciting. Yeah, that's going to be huge. And I know that you've been working really hard and getting that started with the seminary. Um, and I mean, there's just a lot of amazing things just happening here, just in Laredo yeah. in general. Uh, you know, uh, Eduardo Mantorano, uh, 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 the host of Bridges Español. Uh, yeah, he's that does, here. He's here for good. Uh, and, and again, uh, if you guys haven't checked out his uh, uh, podcast, he goes he goes more through the theology. And then uh, let's not forget Dr. Rafael, what he's doing. He's doing yeah. the interviews with our author and he's been bringing uh, together. And then just the team that God has just put around us Absolutely. with the, with the Spanish people. I'm just thinking about uh, Anadelka and Diego, and Diego yeah. Medina up in San Antonio, who've been just really instrumental in helping uh, get us on that side and people just connection. So and we, then Suhel and then oh, Suhel. Yes. We got Suhel coming. Suhel Michelin is coming for our first Spanish conference down here in Laredo, uh, Texas. So we are super excited about that. And, uh, you know, as it gets closer, uh, we hopefully uh, will get those uh, seats filled. But, man, it's going to be just an amazing conference. And and we're hoping that this becomes an annual thing. Absolutely. um, And that uh, people around the world can come to Laredo uh, as we are a border town. And uh, definitely the need is huge. The need is huge. 
Please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio, and please visit our website at bridgemanlaredo.org. Remember, we're also on Spotify, so please check us out there. Uh, Again, uh, thank you for your patience. We'll be rolling out more podcasts uh, more frequently, just everything going on. Uh, But, uh, again, we thank you for your listenership. You bet. All right, Steve, well, let's get this podcast started. Yeah. Dr. Donald K. McKim has served as a pastor in the Presbyterian Church USA, a professor of theology and academic dean at Memphis Seminary, a professor at the University of Dubuque Theological Seminary, and an editor of Westminster John Knox Press. He's an award-winning author and editor. Welcome, Dr. Donald K. to Bridge Radio. Wow, I, uh, I that was a, a a mouthful there. Sorry about that, but uh, welcome to Bridge for the first time. Thanks a lot. It's great <laughs> to be here. Well, thank you for coming on uh, today, uh, uh, Don. We're going to be uh, talking about your book, Everyday Prayers with the Puritans. Um, I was going through your book; was definitely definitely blessed. Uh, uh, just um, about how your how praying with the Puritans is so impactful. Um, but before, before we begin, um, Don, can you just please share how God drew you to saving faith? And if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself so that our audience can go ahead and get to know you just a little bit better today. Okay, thank you. I'm, uh, I was born in uh, western Pennsylvania, north of uh, Pittsburgh, mm. and uh, was uh, born to Presbyterian parents and so I'm literally a cradle Presbyterian, as they say. <laughs> I grew up in the church uh, confirmation class when I was about in sixth grade. And then um, I always thought uh, in grade school and so on, I would become a uh, math teacher uh, because my mother was a teacher and I liked math. But uh, then I hit algebra two. And uh, so that uh, gave me a little bit of a reorientation. But <laughs> even more significant was that uh, when I was in about ninth grade, our past, our uh, church got a new pastor who was very interested in the youth and a very accessible and a very interesting person. And so uh, in my association with him, he would uh, gather some of us together and drive to Pittsburgh on Sunday evening, and uh, that was back when churches still had Sunday evening services, mm. uh, at least Presbyterian churches, yeah. and so we would uh, go to the service and then stop at a restaurant and uh, have uh, dessert and bedevil the waitresses and so on. But even more, uh, we had theological discussions, and I, uh, through my discussions with him, I got interested in theology, and after that, uh, math didn't seem so important, uh, but theology did. And uh, he had had a year in seminary in uh, Scotland, and uh, at that time you could buy very cheap theological books from Scotland, paperback, and so I started then uh, to do that and read. I went to church camp and uh, heard a talk about Christian vocation. I had a there's a recommitment, there were a commitment uh, ceremony uh, on the Friday night at church camp. And so at uh, that uh, point, I had a very strong uh, sense of Christ and uh, salvation and also uh, God's uh, calling in my life. Mm. And uh, from there, I uh, decided that God uh, was calling me toward the uh, ministry. And so I went to college, Westminster College in uh, New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, 
I majored in religion and philosophy. Uh, I had significant teachers, uh, Jack Rogers, Thomas Gregory, and others, and uh, realized that my interest uh, was uh, in the academic side. And so I went to Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Uh, I uh, stayed on and I did a PhD through the University of Pittsburgh with the seminary. I wrote a book uh, with uh, my uh, teacher, Jack Rogers. And uh, then from there, I went on uh, to uh, get married. Uh, my wife, Linda Joe, is also a Presbyterian minister. And uh, we uh, then uh, embarked uh, on an academic career. I taught at Dubuque Seminary and uh, then uh, in Memphis Seminary and uh, was pastor of uh, some churches. And uh, then the last uh, 12 years uh, of my uh, uh, ministry uh, before retirement, I was uh, an academic and reference editor for Westminster John Knox Press. We live in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, and I worked for the press from there, and I've been retired for a number of years, and all through I've uh, continued to write books, and uh, so this uh, everyday prayer with the Puritans is the uh, latest uh, of that uh, genre of uh, writing. Yeah, that is great. And we're super excited to talk about your book. But um, um, uh, Don, we are in a border town here in South Texas. Uh, one of the things that Bridge Ministry has been trying to do is uh, obviously spread the good news uh, to the nations. Um, this is a 98 percentile uh, Hispanic community. Um, uh, a lot of people here are Roman Catholic. Um, and a lot of people here have never heard of the Puritans before. Um, so, uh, my next question to you, uh, can we just give a little, uh, small background on who the Puritans were, uh, for just our listening audience, even though we got a worldwide audience and are listening, I don't want to assume that we know, uh, people out there know about who the Puritans were. So if we can start there, it would be great. Good. Well, Puritan is a, uh, name and a kind of label that uh, people look at in kind of different ways. But historically, uh, the Puritan movement uh, arose in England uh, during the reign of uh, Queen Elizabeth I in the uh, uh, 16th uh, century. And these were a group of people who uh, thought that the Church of England, which had been established by the English Reformation, uh, should be reformed. Uh, and that uh, certain practices of the church were not uh, in accordance as much with scripture as uh, they thought uh, they should be, particularly uh, forms of worship and liturgy and uh, some of the theology of the church. So Puritanism emerged as uh, kind of a name for people who wanted to purify the church, and uh, they uh, established uh, their own churches uh, and at times in the English history, these uh, churches were outlawed, and so they uh, were, the ministers of them were ejected from the pulpits, and uh, they had to find their way. Uh, but through it all, they uh, wanted to have a reform of the church, and theologically, they were in the Reformed theological tradition, which goes back to Calvin. Uh, they wanted uh, to live their lives in accordance with God's will and God's purpose. They wanted to interpret the Bible because that uh, was the word of God and was the 
way by which they knew what God wanted them to do. And uh, so despite all of the ecclesiastical zigs and zags, uh, that was their main kind of fur purpose, was to uh, believe what God wanted them to believe and to live in the way God wanted them to live. Wow, thank you for that. So, Don, what led you to write this uh, great book, Everyday Prayer with the Puritans? Actually, this is uh, the third of three books that I've uh, written uh, with uh, P&R Publishing. Yes. That's used to stand for Presbyterian and Reformed. The, the president of that uh, company, uh, Bryce Craig, and I were in college together. His grandfather, back in the 1930s, had begun that uh, uh, press. His mm. father was president, and then Bryce has been president, and he's about to retire. So out of friendship with Bryce, for one thing, uh, I wanted to write some books with him. And mm. so uh, what emerged then was they said, uh, why don't you write three books on prayer? One, uh, prayer in relation to John Calvin, one prayer in relation to the Protestant Reformers, and then one prayer in relation to uh, the Puritans. And my approach on this uh, follows an approach that I've done for uh, some uh, several books uh, that I've uh, written in the uh, past years on trying to combine a quotation from a theologian yeah. uh, and then to write just a one-page devotional on what that theological quotation means and then how it is applicable to our Christian lives. Mm. And so I've written on uh, theologians, uh, Karl Barth, John Calvin, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Martin Luther, and then uh, these three uh, books uh, on prayer, particularly in relation to Calvin, the Reformers, and the Puritans. So it's been a great joy to focus uh, on prayer because it's so central to our Christian life and experience. And uh, I try to uh, put this in a kind of uh, accessible form for people, knowing that they won't go back to the uh, original writings necessarily. But if I can uh, uh, introduce them to uh, the topic and to the theologians, my question is always like the question in the book of Ezekiel. Can these bones live? Yeah. Can these old theological uh, writings and theologians have an impact and be significant and meaningful for our Christian lives today? Yes, amen. And if you just allow me to read uh, uh, a couple of your approaches on this book, uh, you say, I recommend the following approach. One, you said, read. Read the scriptures, the passage at the top of each devotion. You can meditate on the scripture before reading the devotional and keep it in mind as you read the devotion. Each devotion is compact. Every sentence is important. Contemplate on each sentence as you read it. I love that. And then uh, for the number, there's four of them. I'm going to read two. I don't want to give everything away. I want you to go get the book, by the way, everybody who's listening. So we, we can't do that to Dr. Dr. Don here. Uh, meditate. You say, after reading the devotion, meditate on its instruction, asking questions such as the following. What has the Puritan convey here in the comments on prayer? In what way can the church life of prayer be uh, deepened by the Puritan insight? What do the Puritan's observation mean for my life of prayer? What new direction for prayer does this devotion call me to understand? 
what outgoing changes in practices of my prayer life are pointing to by the Puritan word. I, when I was reading that, I was like, wow, this is just the simplicity that you put this, but yet so deep. I don't know how you do that, but I, it was just straight to the point, And I really appreciate it because, um, uh, Don, I think that prayer is, is something that a lot of people struggle with. And how would you tell our worldwide audience how this book can help them, uh, you know, go through this as we read and meditate scripture? Well, that's a good and a kind of basic question for mm. everybody. And uh, so I always uh, begin by saying that Calvin especially emphasized that prayer is simply conversation with God. Mm. Uh, sometimes there are prayers that are written and you hear prayers in churches and so on. But at its basic uh, nature, prayer is just opening your heart and your mind to God and talking with God. And that can embrace a number of different things. The praise of God, uh, the worship of God, confessing our sin, uh, letting God know what is on our mind, what we uh, think God wants of us, our prayers, uh, petition for other people, uh, a whole range of things. But I guess, you know, the kind of basic thing is with with prayer and with God, as they say, we can let it all hang out. Yeah. Because yeah. we uh, can be fully uh, open with God and just express uh, what is in our mind and heart. And so the importance of this kind of a book and of the study of scripture about prayer is that uh, we can have some guideposts along the way about what prayer means and how uh, prayer can be significant for us because we are dealing with God, and so we need to understand who God is, what God has done, uh, what God requires of us, what God wants of us, all these things that you learn about in church and in Bible study and in the study of uh, theology and so on. When you have a better sense of these theological bases, namely what is going on theologically when we pray, who God is, what God uh, wants of us, then our prayers become more meaningful because it's not as if we're just letting it all hang out and, uh, you know, just entrusting our words into the cloud or into outer space, but we're really talking to God and God hears and answers our prayers. And the Puritans, as they wrestled with the teachings of Scripture and the promises of Scripture about prayer, uh, help us in the different aspects of prayer to know more about God and to know more about ourselves and how our relationship with God by faith is uh, strengthened and is deepened by a strengthening and deepening of our lives of prayer. Yeah. And I, and I think, and uh, I, I, I must confess is that I, I have struggled, you know, with prayer uh, and, and, and remembering the promises of just God and coming before him uh, in the morning and the evening or wherever we're praying uh, to him. And um, and I just really love how your book and, and here's the thing uh, too, Don, um, being here at uh, Bridge has exposed me to more of the Puritans at, bef than ever in my life, you know, and um and this is uh this is for our listening audience. Uh, if you're new, 
We are a reform uh, a bookstore and coffee shop. Uh, and, and again, all we want to do is proclaim the gospel here at Bridge and the truth and theological truth uh, to the nations, uh, like I said earlier. But um, there's just so uh, much uh, material out there, uh, reading material, that sometimes we get overwhelmed. And it, it seems like lately, uh, just and this is just an observation, people have been talking about the Puritans. Uh, not just here, but just in general of, of, of people that I know in, in, in the Christian world who have just been talking about Puritans lately. And, and I don't know why. I don't know if just because where we're at. And But uh, what is your thoughts about that? Of, of I mean, I know that uh, uh, they're always they always been here, but it seems like uh, uh, we've just been talking about this more, you know, um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Joel Beakey has been on our podcast several times, uh, you know, and he does a, a phenomenal job as well when, you know, writing about the Puritans. So sorry, that was a long question there. So let me just stop there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the word Puritan or Puritanical has uh, become part of our, uh, our, our culture and our language mm. and a famous definition negative definition of Puritanism was by the uh, uh, American writer H.L. Mencken who said that Puritans were people who had a haunting feeling that somewhere someone was having fun. And uh, <laughs> so they were very much anti-fun and, you know, puritanical means very strict and moralistic and so on. So the image of Puritans in our culture has not always been positive. Mm. Uh, but uh, to move beyond that, and when people actually uh, either learn about what it was that motivated the Puritans, which was a, you know, a faith that was uh, really strong in God and God's purposes and uh, the will of God and so on, and then even if they would get to read some Puritans or uh, even if they would just come to Puritans uh, through this uh, book, I think they would find that these were people who were genuinely deeply Christian all the way to the bone, mm -hmm. and that they wanted their lives to uh, reflect that Christian faith. And in different cultures, uh, different practices, and so on, they uh, make decisions about what it was that God was, uh, you know, enabling them to do or forbidding them to do. Uh, in that tradition, uh, you know, one thing that uh, some communities used to argue about uh, where can Christians dance? You know, is dancing uh, a Christian activity? And someone asked an old Scottish uh, Calvinist uh, once, can Christians dance? And he said, some can and some can't. Uh, you know, so uh, those are the kind of, uh, you know, we if we just look at them through lenses of, uh, you know, social uh, conventions or questions, then we really miss the profound depth of their theology. And so yes. hopefully through uh, writing and uh, through uh, ministries like your own, uh, we can have a uh, an introduction to the Puritans that really get to the heart of their faith and not just to the expressions of uh, their cultural activities. Activities, yes. And, uh, and us as Christians, we are free as free can be through Christ, right? Uh, and, and have liberties through Christ. Uh, and, and that's super exciting. Um, and that, that's one aspect, if, if I can just say, uh, you know, that uh, if you really believe that uh, God hears your prayer and that God 
uh, has a, a will and plan for your life and mm. so on, then uh, when you pray, you can have the greatest freedom in the world because mm. you can literally let it all hang out before God because you trust God. Yeah. And uh, there was one uh, devotion in the book about uh, it, uh, where the uh, Puritan writer Thomas Hall said that God hears and God can pick sense out of nonsense. <laughs> that is, we may speak nonsense to God, you know, but God is the one who can make sense of it all and uh, works with us even through our nonsense uh, to carry out God's purposes. And that's the greatest freedom you can imagine is to really be able to <clears throat> be in conversation with God about anything and then trust God yeah. to hear, answer, and sort it all out in terms of what's best for your life. And and I think that, uh, again, uh, for our listeners, don't just have a judgment on the Puritans if you haven't read them. Sometimes we'll, we'll just, you know, uh, somebody will say something negative about the Puritan and it'll be hearsay. And then we have never even spent the time to, well, let me see what they really say instead of listening to somebody else. You know, um, I love that they just rest on God's sovereignty like we were just uh, talking about uh, right now um, because um, God is going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish through our lives, uh, things that he's decreed and predestined before the foundation of the world in our lives. And, and, and I'm telling you that that is so freeing when we approach, uh, again, I'm just reiterating what you were saying, that I just come before God praying and, and just uh, uh, helping me out and uh, in, in understanding who he is, you know, confessing my sins, uh, before a holy God and and then you know using me in his purpose that day that week that year decades however long he keeps and that is free to me that like, I know that he's gonna keep me here as long as he's gonna keep me uh, because he's decreed it you know predestined it and and the Puritans do us such a good job of just pointing out who God is his sovereignty and and, and again, uh, for our listeners, I just want you guys to, if, if this is something that you guys desire, dive into the Puritans, you know, and, and, you know, this is a great book to just begin with, you know, and I just wanted to say that part. <laughs> now, uh, Don, who is your favorite Puritan? Um, there's a Puritan uh, who was Presbyterian, but he... Uh, was ejected from his pulpit uh, several times, named Thomas Watson, and he uh, he is he was a, he's a very lively writer, and uh, he's best known for a book called Body of Practical Divinity, which was like 174 sermons or something on the Westminster uh, Shorter Catechism, but uh, he has uh, he uses illustrations and quotations that are very graphic. For example, in, in one work, he talks about a silkworm who, and I don't know beans about silkworms, but according to Watson, when they, you know, make their uh, silk, they uh, turns out into a kind of cocoon, and they are under the cocoon. The worm is under the cocoon that they're uh, making, the beautiful silk. And uh, so he said that's uh, what Christian humility is, that we... Uh, don't look to ourselves and put ourselves out forward, but we 
submit ourselves to God and to what God is doing. And uh, we are humble before God, just like the silkworm is humble in creating the uh, silk. So that's just one example. But uh, he helped to make uh, theology, even the theology of the Shorter Catechism, come alive for people. It was very theologically based, and he's strong uh, theologically, but he's also very, as they say, homey, which means that he uses illustrations and language that people would immediately relate to uh, in a congregation. So, uh, Dr. McKim, you don't know this, but uh, we are going through the body of divinity um, in a podcast, page by page, uh, here at Bridge Radio. Uh, So we've been taking back people 329 years back in time, uh, and we're going through that book. Um, uh, We've already done about uh, seven episodes uh, and we're just going, we're just going page by page, chapter by chapter until we get done, you know, however long that takes, um, because we, we want to be able to expose our, our, uh, our listeners to just really solid truth, you know, and uh, we have gotten just some great, great response going through the body of divinity uh, by Thomas Watson. Uh, and that's been absolutely encouraging, I know, for our listeners. Great. Well, that's, uh, you know, kind of in a nutshell, what the Puritans wanted was a, a wedding of doctrine and life. Mm. That is to believe what God has revealed and then to live what God has revealed. And so uh, your beliefs should be reflected in your life and your life should uh, be ways of uh, communicating what you believe. So that's uh, a kind of a, a nutshell uh expression of what the the Puritans were really motivated by. Amen. Well, uh, Don, uh, before we land this plane, uh, Romans 10, 14 says, how then would they call on him who they have not believed? And how would they believe in in him who have they not heard? And how would they hear without a preacher? I was wondering if you can share the good news, the gospel to our worldwide audience today. Well, the word gospel means good news, and the good news is that uh, despite who we are as human beings, uh, that God has reached out to save us and to bring us into a relationship with God. Uh, This is significant because left to ourselves, uh, we don't care about God. We are sinful people. That is, we are, as Luther used the uh, image, uh, incurvatus in se, which is a Latin phrase, which means humans that are turned in or curved in upon ourselves. In other words, we'd rather look into a mirror to see ourselves rather than through a window to see the world and to see other people, to see what God is doing. So we need uh, some way for our sin to be forgiven, uh, for our relationship with God to uh, be reconciled, and uh, for us to come into a life where we can be in communication with God and can live the way God wants us to live. And this is what we have in Jesus Christ, God's Son, who uh, came to earth to uh, die for our sins, that is to say, to absorb within himself uh, all of the uh, sinfulness of humanity. And as we 
see the cross and as we are given the gift of faith by the Holy Spirit uh, to believe that Christ died for me, then our lives become new. Uh, we become new creations, new people. And the newness is in our relationship with God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So now sin is uh, forgiven. We can be forgiven when we continue to sin and we can then give ourselves totally uh, to what God wants us to be and to do uh, for God's work and will in the world. So this is the uh, good news of the gospel <clears throat> that God has loved us, continues to love us, that God guides us and that we can live our lives with meaning and purpose because we are living them as disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you very much for that, Don. Um, for our listeners, please go get the book Everyday Prayer with the Puritans by Dr. Donald K. McKinn by uh, PNR Publishing. And uh, I mean, this devotional, guys, you it's going to just be such a blessing. Um, the book uh, is very easy. Um, again, and and Don, where can people find you if you want to be found? And what uh, I know you mentioned earlier, other books that you have written. But uh, in this series, uh, if you can just repeat for our audience um, uh, the series of everyday prayers that uh, you also have written. Yeah, one is uh, Everyday Prayer with John Calvin. Hmm. The second is Everyday Prayer with the Reformers. And then this one is Everyday Prayer with the Puritans. They're all by PNR Publishing. Uh, you can find them through their website or also on Amazon. And uh, all of my other books are uh, listed in Amazon too. So that would be uh, one way that uh, you could find uh, what I've done. Awesome. Well, uh, Don, thank you very much for coming on Bridge Radio today. It has been a blessing uh, for me. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be a great blessing for our listeners. Um, and um, hopefully we can have you on back again on your other books uh, whenever you're free. And, uh, and, and yes, thank you for coming on. Thank you, and uh, God's blessings to you and the ministry. Awesome. Thank you very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes this week's episode with Dr. Donald K. McKinn, or Don McKinn. Um, on his book, Everyday Prayer with the Puritans. Um, it was really, really great just going through this book. Uh, I will be going through it as a devotional uh, myself. Um, again, um, you know, these podcasts that we do is so that we can expose you guys to just solid books as we are a Christian bookstore, ministry, coffee shop, uh, hopefully a seminary here soon. And and, and again, we just want you to see how big God is in Christ. I mean, just amazing. And we appreciate that uh, uh, Dr. McKim came on. And um, and I think that you guys will be blessed, thoroughly blessed, as I like to say. My, my wife always makes fun of me that I say thoroughly blessed. But uh, you guys will be blessed. And for um, for our worldwide listenership, thank you very much. We look at we look at the numbers. Thank you for our Canadian friends, our Australian friends, people in China, people in Africa, uh, just all over the globe. Um, we've been picking up people in Europe as well, uh, which is absolutely just mind boggling that uh, somebody 
on the other end is just listening to this podcast as we go through these these books so so go out um pick up the book uh go to amazon uh, if you guys are here in uh, the united states please write to us uh, and we can send you out the book if you like if you guys can't find it uh, we would mean which is kind of hard i mean you can go to amazon and find anything but again uh, or if you guys are here in near laredo uh, we are two hours south of san antonio if you're visiting or in the area please stop by a bridge ministries and we will be absolutely uh, uh more than helpful to just give you some really solid books here well um this is this concludes this week's episode again and uh we like to end uh every uh episode with the heidelberg catechism what is your only comfort in life and in death that i am not my own but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful savior jesus christ Till next week guys. <laughs>